the moment the human leaves mother's womb and takes the first breath, that would quickly take at the snapshot of the sky and where in the space at that particular time the body, bodies, the planets, the grahas we call, were placed. It looks, it shows you your potential, what your soul, when it combines with your body, is here to do and how it need, what it needs to go through in order to align and to be harmonious. Why is derived from within when you really, really remove all of the layers, all of the expectations from society, living for others and start living for yourself, loving yourself, caring for yourself. Once you fill this light up, you can share with others. Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Thomas. I am a corporate yoga and meditation teacher, oracle card reader, and wellness mentor, and your host of the Now With Nat podcast. Here on the show, we are about cultivating consciousness and bringing more awareness about mindfulness and spirituality into everyday life. We provide insights on how you can tap into your own personal power and ignite the transformation from within. The guests taking part of the show have greatly inspired me, touched my life, and assisted me on my journey so far. I hope through sharing their stories, work, and knowledge, you too will uncover your soul's purpose and be guided towards self-realization. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for an awakening experience and a newfound sense of inner awareness. Hey everybody, Natalie Thomas here, and welcome to another episode of the Now With Nat podcast. As always, I am so, so excited for this episode. And as I previously mentioned, all of the guests who've come on the podcast, I have known personally, I have even worked with personally. So for today's episode, I am just so excited to have Asim Gul on the podcast. Asim Gul Vyaktimyasova is a Joytish Vedic astrologer practitioner who has found her true calling and is passionately sharing it with others. Having lived in two different parts of the world, the Eastern, which is exposed to spirituality and the collective well-being, but also the Western, which is exposed to materialism and individual pursuits, Asim Gol found herself confused. She needed time to stop and reflect. So she decided to take a break from the never-ending rat race of corporate America and dive deep into Jyotish, an ancient Indian study of time and space. This practice helped Ashim Gul realize the importance of learning and understanding her true authentic self, all while staying mindful, keeping in sync with time and nature, and aligning both spirituality and materialism along the way. Today, Asim Gul uses Geo Chish to encourage others to embark on a journey of self-knowledge, and she helps shed light on each individual's unique paths and potential. So with that being said, welcome to the show. Oh my God, thank you so much, Natalie. That was a beautiful introduction. I am, I am honored and it's such a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you so much for inviting me. I think it's important and your podcast couldn't be in the most perfect time to really help people understand that everything happens for a reason. And you inviting me over here will hopefully urge your listeners to yeah. start really digging 
something beyond and understand themselves a little bit more because that's the essence of life, being true to yourself. But we sometimes get lost. Anyway, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it is a complete <laughs> honor to have you. And I remember we met last year during the pandemic. We had, and I love how you said, you know, there's like all the synchronicities and everything happens for a reason. And through mm-hmm. such a synchronistic, I think that's how you say it, synchronistic. That's a, yes, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Through yep. like a beautiful event that way we got connected and not only have now we worked together, but you know, we've now become friends and it's just such, such an honor to have you on the show. And for all the listeners out there, can you let us know where you're calling from? I am based in New York. I came back to New York. This is my home and this is where I am spreading the light here. <laughs> Amazing. And where are you originally from? Because I know you've traveled, traveled a bit. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So that's a very good question. Just like in my brief biography, I do come from the Eastern culture. I was born and raised and lived in, uh, in my 20s, early 20s, up until early 20s in Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. And that's where, obviously, the exposure to spirituality, collective consciousness, and the take care of others, family structure, that's the system that I was exposed to when I was growing up. Wow. And then I relocated to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And we're going to go deep into your personal journey, but it's such such a duality, right? It's that Eastern with mm-hmm. the Western. If you really experienced both of that, it's almost like the yin and the yang. So yes, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> let's go back to your background. How did you get started on your journey? Have you had a spiritual awakening? And just really what propelled you on this path to be like, you know what? I'm going to go deep and really start to study this Jyotish Vedic astrology. Well, take us back mm-hmm. to the beginning. Well, everything has its own time. And I think thanks to being acquainted to Jyotish and studying and really diving deep, I understood the essence of timing. Whenever I was growing up as a child, I'm the oldest child, I always felt that some, there is something greater, there's something, a greater purpose in all of us, that we're all unique beings and we really need to figure out why we're here. So those lingering questions have always been there for me, mm-hmm. with me. Even when I moved to the U.S., even when I started learning English, um, graduated and then started working, climbing that corporate ladder, just going through the same life cycle that everybody goes through. And then the pivotal moment was at one point when I was stuck in New York subway, heading back home from a, a late night shifter. And I said that something needs to change. Uh, you know, life is not only about working nonstop, making money, buying something for yourself to feel momentarily good, and then repeating the cycle all over again. So I've experienced it experienced them. Have you ever watched the movie Groundhog Day oh, with Bill yeah. Murray? Yes. Yes. That's exactly how I felt when I was just every single day. There is no passion anymore. You're just doing it on an automatic, autopilot, robotic way. You're not free. And then at that point, I said that something needs to change. And I need to take that face to be courageous and really conquer that and really uh, decide for myself. Otherwise, I'm just going to die out of heart attack or something like that. For sure. <laughs> Being overworked, there has to be balance, some sort of. So I quit my job 
uh, where I've worked for six, seven years. I decided to end my relationship, mm-hmm. uh, a long-term relationship. I purchased a one-way ticket to a silent meditation retreat, and it was in Thailand. Wow. So you were yeah. in New York going through that rat race, right? Yes. You were already exactly. in New York, and you're like, what am I doing? This is not living. And then that's when you kind yes. of let go of everything. You're like, I'm going to Thailand, and I'm doing the silent retreat. Yes, exactly. I felt, okay, I felt there's so much noise, so much noise, so many destructions. There's nothing I can do to change that. However, I have power to change and isolate myself somewhere else. And I didn't want to go back home. I didn't want to do it here somewhere. I wanted to be somewhere where I don't know anybody, where I just can really become a hermit, really empty out my cup. My cup at that point was overfilled. Overfilled was junk that you accumulate up until your 30s with all of the different life experiences that get so confusing. So I underwent because of that through my transformation. I'm still, it's still ongoing. It's still Mm -hmm. continuing. But that's pretty much what happened that propelled me to really make a drastic change. And in Thailand, while I was in a silent meditation, once I came out, I started realizing how the power of thought that has upon us, how our monkey mind has so much power, it creates unnecessary noise and triggers your emotions, right? And the importance of not getting attached, the importance of being in the moment and focused Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Today might be your last day. So it's your choice how you're going to spend this day. Are you going to be mindful and conscious and absorb every second of this interaction with whoever you come across? Or are you going to dwell in the past? Or are you going to overthink about the future? So that's when in this place, in this beautiful place of Chiang Mai, the answers started coming in and the, that's when I, <laughs> I met yeah. incredible people. There is a saying, and I so believe it's such, a, it's such a truth. When the student is ready, a teacher appears. Absolutely. And at that particular pivotal moment, I met a person who has been in his 60s and has realized the essence of life. He has realized the importance of being in line, body, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. And the importance how you need to combine those two things, merge those two things mm-hmm. together. And of course, my experience being exposed to completely different parts of the world, I thought, okay, this is it. How do I immerse myself? How do I emerge myself into this? I just, I needed, I need to get there. But at that time, I didn't know how to get there. Right. So a friend of mine, you see how everything is interconnected yes connected Lania oh my gosh you because you met, I met in Thailand. Thailand oh my gosh so for our listeners we have a mutual friend okay yes keep going oh my goodness mm-hmm. okay so you met her in Thailand so, yeah Elenia recommended she was telling me about her experience with a Vedic astrology session and she recommended for me to get a session and at that point I have always been interested in astrology but I had a very limited idea about astrology and very full of misconceptions because astrology is vast and it's so complex. So long story short, I got a session reading with this person who has also just been ahead of me 
in terms of her transformation. And she realized that her light that she's sharing is Jyotish as well. So she was spreading it to others. And when she read my chart, just based on numbers, based on the location, based on the time, based on the date, she was reading me. She knew exactly the pattern, the patterns of my mind, the way I think, the way I analyze, the way I judge, the way I act, the all of my past experience, who I'm close to. And I'm like, how is this possible that this person, without knowing me, knows exactly what I'm feeling, what I've been through? This has to be something else. And she mentioned something that I do have a potential of becoming an astrologer myself. That's why I even reached out to her, not to psychology, not to something else, but astrology and Jyotish. She was practicing first astrology. It's an Eastern astrology in, uh, that was originated in India. I just became a hermit, absorbing as much information as possible. The more I dove into it, analyzing my chart, introspecting and retrospecting, looking back and all of my life experiences, how at certain time I was supposed to move, at certain time I was supposed to learn yeah. English. Everything has already been pre-written. Right. And it's insane and how everything is interconnected. That's 12 incredible. zodiac signs, mm-hmm. 12 months, seven planets, seven days, day and night, inhale, exhale, plus and minus, masculine and feminine. And I've recognized, okay, I need to really dive a lot deeper to really understand the essence of myself that's buried somewhere deep, right? And that has been kind of buried all by all of those external experiences up until in our uh, late 30s. So the astrologer told me, I am going through my uh, Sadia Satya. Sadia Satya is a, a period of seven and a half years where you undergo a complete transformation, where you are emptying out whatever experiences, whatever is holding you back, and you're rebuilding yourself. So you, you're being born again. Oh, like a re- it's like a rebirth. You are going through rebirth. rebirth. It seems like something that so many people can relate to. They're in that rat race. They're like, what am I doing? I can't, mm-hmm. and I, I can't figure out how to get out of this. And there's mm-hmm. a few points that you made that like really, really resonated because mm-hmm. you were like, you know what? I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Thailand and have this inner experience and just like mm-hmm. go deep within yourself. How you had this realization that everything is happening in this moment. Mm-hmm. How we have mm-hmm. these experiences and mm-hmm. we talk to people and we see these synchronicities in a lot of Western, you know, Western society, I would say very in particular, a lot of our stress and anxiety occurs as what you said, because we live in the past and we live so mm-hmm. far into the future. We don't take exactly. the time to be in this moment. And by you having that realization in, in Thailand, that's yeah. when it clicked and you started getting matched up with people. You know, there's no coincidence, as we say, and you met Lenia and then you had that reading and you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this person was able to take my chart and really dissect me who mm-hmm. I am and go mm-hmm. through that rebirth experience. Because a lot of times when we have a spiritual awakening or whatever we want to call it, it's almost like a rebirth and a part of us has to like <laughs> go into the hermit mode and yes. something I can totally relate to. When I went through my spiritual awakening, it was like 
reading, reading, reading all the time. And mm-hmm. I felt like a sponge. Is that kind of how you felt? Like mm-hmm. you're just like digesting all the information, I'm sure. Yes. Once you've read it to digest, once you cleared out space, removed all of the clutter, yes. you emptied out your cup. Now you can actually put something new into it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's a process. It's a long process, but it's an essential process. You see, there is a saying, life repeats itself mindlessly until you become mindful and mindful comes through observing yourself staying focused in now yes. so that's exactly what happened to Incredible. me and it's continuing it's a, it's a journey for, for I think for a lot of people right now people are going through this and they're trying to really seek the answers and not yes. knowing but I, I kind of wanted to tell you another yeah. Absolute spir- spiritual awakening happened to me again in Thailand. While okay. after I I was synthesizing everything, matching everything, realizing where we're coming from, etc., and who I am, then a friend of mine recommended that I should read a book, Alchemist. Oh, I right? love we're all the familiar Alchemist. by that book. Yes, yes exactly. I love that book. And I read that book in my twenties. But at that time, I was not evolved. My soul was not evolved consciously. I was too busy thinking about future. And I did not dedicate and absorb the essence of the messages mm-hmm. inside of that book. And I'm like, okay, but let me try to find the book somewhere and purchase it in Thailand. And went to one bookstore, another bookstore, couldn't find it. And then a few days later, a friend of mine who was leaving Thailand sends me a picture and says, hey, I have a pile of these book, books would you like me to give you one of them before I head out? And one of the titles was Alchemist. And wow. I'm like, oh my God, I got to have this book. I need, I, this is the message from above. Absolutely. Universe is sending me the messages. And uh, I'm telling you, Natalie, I was bawling when I was reading it. My soul was just vibrating on a completely different level. How it talks about the connect interconnection the synchronicity that everything wherever you're supposed to be life eventually leads you oh my but gosh the journey, <laughs> yeah exactly the journey is not straight line the journey is up and down and up and down right. those two opposites are essential because without one we wouldn't appreciate the other of we course. wouldn't know what happiness is without misery we have to go through all of those experiences Anyways, that was my wow. ultimate, ultimate spiritual awakening. And, I'm, and that was the great confirmation that I am on the right path. I found my true light, my truth, my authentic, authentic self. Now my cup is full. I have this inner light within me. And I want to share this truth to every, with everybody. So that's when I started learning astrology a lot more systemically, giving out the sessions. So through the alchemist too, that was almost like that oh, you're going through this whole experience in Thailand and this inner awakening. It's like the cherry on top is rereading The Alchemist. And I love what you said too, because I bought like a book, like same, like five years ago. And then I picked it up, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I read it five years later and I'm like, wow, this book mm-hmm. was amazing. You know, I think it was like Untethered Soul or something. And same with you reading yeah. The Alchemist. And you were going on your own journey at that time, not just yeah. a physical journey of being in Thailand, but you were going on this like deeply inner journey as well. So that book just mm-hmm. was like, came at just the right moment. At so the right moment. I love that. And <laughs> now that you're like, okay, I'm going to go learn Jyotish Vedic astrology. I would love to go over the difference of like, what exactly is Jyotish 
and I might be saying that wrong, but GHS Vedic astrology versus the Western astrology of what we hear, you know, maybe in a magazine. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, what are, mm-hmm. what are the difference? What exactly is Jyotish Vedic and what is the difference? Mm-hmm. Between- Before I dissect the difference uh-huh. between the two different yes. systems, I briefly will mention what Jyotish is. Perfect. And first That's and great. foremost, it's very complex. Okay. It's extremely complex. And a lot of people consider it a pseudoscience, but it is science. In order to learn Jyotish, you need to dedicate yourself wholly for a long period of time and absorb all of that information, not only theoretically, but also applying it practically, right? Jyotish was originated over 5,000 years ago in India. And that's actually uh, the Western astrology eventually ventured out uh, to be more suitable to Western culture. So if you translate the word Jyotish, it means the light, the science of light, the science of wow. consciousness, okay. the science of mindfulness, the science of truth and essence within the heart and love. That's what it is, right? That's the exact translation. It is a study of systems. And in our case, the system that we refer to is our solar system, which is based on duality. There is a masculine energy. There is a feminine energy. Masculine being sun, feminine energy being the moon, our yes. satellite that evolves around us every 30 days, right? right? And plus and minus, yin and yang. It's also a system based on hierarchy, sun being the center and all other planets are evolving around sun, right? And that system has been applied across everything, if you think about it. Seven days. Sun being Sunday, moon being Monday. Then you have, a, for example, in a structure of family, who is the center? The father is the center, right? And the mother plays more supportive role as a feminine moon, yes. right? In this company, the CEO is the head, makes a decision. In the country, the president is the head, etc. Yes. So all that in solar systems, the system itself has been up, applied across and we can see it everywhere on our daily basis. So when I look at the chart, the birth chart in astrology, the moment the human leaves mother's womb and takes the first breath, right, that would quickly take at the snapshot of the sky and where in the space at that particular time the body, bodies, the planets, the grahas we call, were placed, right? Wow. And it looks it shows you your potential what your soul when it combines with your body is here to do and how it need what it needs to go through in order to align and to be harmonious now the difference between vedic astrology and jyotish i mean and the western astrology before i kind of i'm not going to get into mathematical no parts, that's okay uh, etc right that's a high level and i would Yes, I, but I would urge for whoever is interested to understand the difference so they're not misspreading any misconceptions even further. Let them quickly look into YouTube. There's a really good visual representation how one system differs from another. There are two different systems that, and they're based only how the sky was divided. Okay. Right? The, three, the circle is 360 degrees. 
Jewish astrology takes not only solar system, our small system in the whole Milky Way galaxy, but it looks at the entire galaxy, all the fixed stars and satellites. And that's how we divided the 360 hundred degrees into 12 equal parts, 12 zodiac signs. Wow. Wow. Therefore, it is called sidereal or external cosmic astrology. Okay. Now, the Western astrology divided the sky differently, more on a local base. That's why it takes into, into consideration the procession. And the procession is created by the energetic pool between sun and moon. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there is a difference currently of 23.5 degrees. And the Western astrology is jumping a little ahead <laughs> because it considers four focal points in relation to Earth and sun only, not including other stars. Got it. Interesting. Right? Yeah. That's why it looks into equinoxes and solstices, etc. Yes. So, and therefore, what, what's the difference is the external Jyotish looks in a longer time period. It analyzes the soul transition. It looks into ancestral karma. It looks into your karma. It looks basically into generations of DNA. So longer period of time. Whereas Western looks into, they, there is not much belief, I believe, myself, sure. um, looking into the soul. So, for example, some in the Western astrology, that is your personality, that is your ego, that is your identity and your vitality. Sun for us, that is our soul, what your real soul wants you to do. And in Jyotish, the sun is a punishing and harsh planet. If you deviate from your soul's purpose, Right. To go too much into material, chasing after fame, chasing after whatever, and making a lot of mistakes down the line, sun punishes you. Got it, it tells you to wake up. Yeah. You know? That's when you feel, start feeling stuck or what's happening. Why is this going on in my life? You know, I, I thought all these material things are going to make me happy. Then the universe starts mm-hmm. pushing you back on your path. Mm-hmm. And that could be a very painful experience. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we've all gone through that when we deviate through our path. That's a big difference. That's too. the core difference. Oh. Uh, that's why the Western astrology focuses on your material establishments, on your material goals. As a person, what are you here to do? To build a house, to build a family, sure. to uh, get an education and become a teacher. Those are all material things. And, West, and uh, Vedic astrology is different. It looks beyond what you here to do material. And t- tells you not to get attached to everything that ha- is happening here, because it also tells you that everything is momentarily. You're given this lifetime. You cannot pass whatever you make. For example, you made billions and billions of money, uh, money, right? And you chase after making more. Money needs to circulate, right? Yeah. You earn to spend to feel good, and then you it gives you more energy to earn again. It's not supposed to. You cannot accumulate more 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 right right that's why in this world unfortunately we get overly ambitious we want more 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 and then the crash happens yes it's a natural natural law everything needs to be in equilibrium wow so the geotish is so vast and so wide Mm -hmm. and so deep 
And Mm -hmm. is that also why, for example, in Jyotish Vedic, I'm a Scorpio, but in Western, I'm a Sagittarius. It's because it's this like grander, way bigger mm-hmm. picture. So your signs mm-hmm. can kind of change, but they, but the charts have different meanings to them and what you're mm-hmm. kind of experiencing, the more the material, what you're here to do versus this like very deep ancestral inner experience that the Vedic astrology mm-hmm. is providing you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Natalie, everything happens for a reason, honey. I am Scorpio by Vedic astrology. Right, and yet I am Sagittarius. Yes, that's Sagittarius. right. <laughs> soul in the sisters, exactly. Yes, soul sisters, exactly. <laughs> that's why we resonate. Absolutely, I'm like you get it. <laughs> yes, I oh, get it. You get me too. <laughs> that is just okay. So I did not even realize that, and I've had Western. I've had my chart read with Western astrology, and then I've also worked with you. And it is interesting because working with you. Yes, like my personality or whatever, it's pretty much the same, you know, mm-hmm. like, but then when working with you, we've gone even deeper into things that mm-hmm. I did not really experience with Western and both are great. Like, you know, anyone, mm-hmm. I still do Western astrology. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But when we did the Vedic, I really realized like my sole purpose and things like I really needed to work on, like almost, it was like almost more like spiritually, mm-hmm. this more spiritual inner awakening I had with the Vedic and also like past experiences in my past mm-hmm. lives that maybe I've taken mm-hmm. into this life that I need to work mm-hmm. on. So I found that very fascinating. Uh, you see that those, both systems, although different, they resonate with people differently, yeah. right? We are born as a younger souls or older souls. We are developing in a spiral-like mode, right? Yes. So your ascendant, if I believe, is Scorpio, which is, it's a powerful ascendant of transformation. The whole point is for you to learn and teach, just like for me. Yes. It's, we have different things. It's, we have different purposes and roles in the system, higher ones. Oh. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you understand? Yes. It's more spiritual as opposed okay. to uh, more materialistic. So that's why, for example, we have a zodiac sign from the first sign of Aries yes. to all the way to Pisces, yes. 12th sign. The 12th sign being a uh, um, pinnacle of mm-hmm. high evolution, right? And the Aries being the first one, for yes, example. That's sign. why there's, exactly, the first sign. They want to experience as much as possible. They want to do, 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 right? And then the Taurus tells you, okay, but now time to slow down. Yes. And start thinking about resources. But then after you accumulated resources, you have Gemini. Yes. Who, okay, okay, I have a resource, but I want to talk about it. So another active energy. So Correct. active, always go um, preceded by uh, pa- passive. Yes, that's, that's why true. even signs divided into two, right? Active and passive. Got it. Makes sense. That makes Hopefully sense. Makes sense. No, no, that makes sense. And it's 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 getting me thinking about also with all of the signs and the elements. Is it the same? Mm-hmm. Like in Western, it's you know, Gemini's air or Taurus is earth, you know, Aries is fire. Mm-hmm. Is it the same with Vedic astrology? Is it do they work with the elements too? Yes, absolutely. We just look at the planet and we yes. uh, it's interpreted as graha. graha and the grahas grahas they capture your consciousness mm-hmm. and create the model of your cognitive behavior and thinking okay wow every planet is already inside of you 
mm-hmm. you know? But some people, for example, the, they act differently. They think differently. It's entirely differently place. They have different purposes. Signs in the houses, that's the signs are basically the, one, the qualities that you need to develop and work on more. Right. Right. And then if you look at the sky, you can divide the sky into perfect half, just like you divide our brain into two parts. One is the right one being super logical, the left one, emotional intelligence, same exact thing. You divide the sky into two. That's why you can see who is more extroverted, who is more introverted, right? Who has the goal, not goals, tasks to perform in public and actually help public. So everyone has different tasks and everybody needs to figure out what it is. Right. And that's so true. Like everyone is here for a purpose, every single person. So everyone listening to this podcast in this whole world has a purpose. Vedic astrology really helps with that, helps dive deeper into finding that purpose. Yes, absolutely. But it's a a long process. Yes, it's a long process. (laughs) It really is. There are no short fixes, no shortcuts. There's no magic pill. That, that is you so quickly true. And get enlightened. That is so no. true. It's a lifelong process. Yes, and that absolutely. Goes, <laughs> and that goes into my next question. So what does an initial Vedic astrology session entail? And how does that differ from, let's say, psychology? Mm, very, very good question. I think a lot of people don't know what astrology is and therefore they have, they're very skeptical, especially in the Western world because they only read online about the 12 zodiac signs, which is very general and sometimes it resonates, sometimes it doesn't. So a lot of people are confused and, and don't have belief and trust into it, but everybody's unique and the chart shows you that potential. So I will just speak from my personal experience, how, what, how I do my uh, sessions or, you know, how everything evolves with my sessions. And what I've noticed a certain pattern that I gravitate or other people who reach out to me through word of mouth, people who resonate with my energy, they're more evolved souls and they're here to contribute to society, to change the minds, to to shed the light. They have bigger goals. It's not purely material. You know, okay, it's not correct. only just chasing the job, the promotion, etc. There's something beyond, you know, just like you are gravitated towards me and we have similar placements. Right. Therefore, they're always saying, right, that you, you will find your own niche. That is basically my niche. And I, what I do, I help people at the pivotal moments of crisis. I help them to get through transformation because I've experienced that transformation. I am slightly ahead of them and I can help them to tell them where exactly they are in their life. So when the customer comes to me, the only information that I need is exact time of birth, date of birth, and the location because that is your blueprint. That is your code. I enter that code into my system. (laughs) The chart is generated. And I look into planetary movements and the period time you're going through. And most of the time, it's either your Saturn return or major important planets such as Saturn or Jupiter going through your personal planets. And that's why you're seeing this vibration that something is off, right? And usually people who come and come to me, they're in their late 20s. They're in their early 30s or even older. I didn't have anybody 
younger than that because they have they're ready to listen they are already evolved or in some in some sort of they've generated enough experience they can relate so i look at the chart once i generate the chart right i see the planetary movement and i know exactly what the person needs to hear and that moment of darkness where they are in surrounded by trees and there is no light outside of that forest they are in a noisy situation so my job is to shed that light and help them to realize that everything happens for reason and to navigate them to look to, into the past everything has a cause yes where you are today was a result of what you did yesterday right so i look into what was the family structure right and it's the chart already indicates what traumatic issues you had right how you see the world your lenses are unique lenses that are already created by your dna you know it's already instilled in you plus plus your environmental the circumstances you grew up in everything shapes you correct right. so they're in that point of breaking and trying and being confused so i try to lead them and answer the very pivotal question of why Yes. And that why is derived from within when you really really remove all of the layers, all of the expectations from society, living for others and start living for yourself, loving yourself, caring for yourself. Once you fill this light up, you can share with others. That's basically my sessions and then the question I guess that you answered how it differs from psychology. Now psychology also implements and uses their own system the system of asking probing questions assessing the responses etc it's a longer term process right it takes time to develop that comfort that relationship let the person really l- let go that all of those that past turmoil and issues right so usually psych- psychology is recommended to people who experience just came out of loss a situation right. where they lost their loved ones or they went under a sudden insane life experience uh, between for example life and death they need to see a psychologist it's a long term process whereas astrologer astrologer basically answers why and tells you to kind of shows you where the legs are where what's yes. the root cause of everything and tells you how, what how what you can do to shift things around right interpreting these patterns and it's a very responsible type of a session therefore it's very important knowing what to say how to say at what particular time sometimes not helping not saying is also helping and saying that's why the astrologer's job it's beyond you are your healer your teacher your guider right and there is a moral implication to it what you're doing yes. you need to be ethical you need to care what you're doing mm-hmm. because that person on the receiving end will receive all of these messages and you telling them what to do next absolutely if you give wrong types of information it is upon you you cannot possibly consciously continue living your life so that's why i want to share this journey as an astrology practitioner whoever for example in your audience wants to pursue 
jyotish to understand the seriousness yes. of it. Yes, because it, mm -hmm. yes, it's very serious. And uh, what you said too about getting to the root cause, it, that can be very traumatic. And a lot of times when people go into a reading, they don't really understand, including myself, like in the past, like understanding the root cause of why this thing now in our present reality is happening. Mm -hmm. And it's when we peel off those layers, as you say, and really look at the root cause, which mm -hmm. can be something maybe that happened in childhood, something that mm -hmm. could be from a parent, something that could be from a past life, whatever that can be, and really mm -hmm. dissect that. It, that's a very big mm -hmm. deal as a Vedic astrologer, you know, to really mm -hmm. help identify that, you know, mm -hmm. that root cause and then give advice to move forward. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's huge, but also very, very healing at the same time. It's a lot of times we think we can just put a bandaid on things and stuff it mm -hmm. down. But then the band exactly, comes yeah. off. So we have to do that really deep inner work and really look at the root cause of why things happen to us or mm -hmm. why things keep showing up that's maybe, you know, that mm -hmm. is not serving us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The whole point is becoming um, whole, wholesome. Yes, it's becoming and, wholesome. Uh, Back to us. Exactly. Shining exactly. our light. Once you are whole, exactly, you can share that wholeness with others. And I think that pivotal moment in the Western world, it's, it's called quarter life crisis, midlife yes. crisis, <laughs> you know, those, uh, it happens three times in a livelihood. If you have lucky enough to live that long, similarly in the Eastern culture, we have these transitional periods of shedding off, just like a snake sheds off the unnecessary yeah. skin and gets re reborn. Same exact thing. And I tell a lot of, you know, even when I work with clients for coaching about the shedding of the skin, it's. I can't mm -hmm. imagine shedding a skin can be very comfortable, <laughs> you it's know, or absolutely turning into a uncomfortable. butterfly. It's so uncomfortable. And, you know, if you're going it through that. It is extremely, it's yeah. extremely uncomfortable. And that's where, that's my job. Yes. Instill courage, instill strength and help them to pull that within that client's they have what it takes. They just need mm -hmm. extra push and extra reconfirmation that what they're going through Right. It was meant to go through, you know, Absolutely. when you kind of know a little bit, but it's just sporadic types of knowledge. And yet you meet someone who is lays everything out, how it is and verbalizes to you exactly what you're feeling. You, you're speechless. It's absolute truth. Like, okay, so now I'm, I'm here to do work. I'm here to face my fears. Because at those moments, when you are uncomfortable, you are progressing. Yes. It's easier to be in your comfort zone, but then you'll stay stagnant. Yep. And it's when the comfort comes, it shakes us up. And Absolutely. Speaking of discomfort, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, and I know this is a very, you know, this is a very, very broad question I'm going to ask and it's not going to resonate with everybody, but just thought it was something fun we could ask. But have mm -hmm. you seen a correlation between Vedic astrology and what we've been going through since the pandemic has started? Mm -hmm. And maybe how does this energy evolve as we move into a new year and as we moved into 2022? And mm -hmm. just kind of a mm -hmm. fun question. I know it's a very broad, very, very broad and people are not everyone's going to resonate with this, but mm -hmm. just wanted to ask. I mean, I mean, it's a great question to ask, and I'll, I'll tell you what I was seeing. And so for astrologers, for us, for example, right, we always need to find the cause. And the time repeats itself. Time is cyclical, right? So in order to attempt what was happening, 
or, or what's going on right now, we need to really look back whether we had very similar planetary conjunctions, connections back in the days, and we always do. So we had a very similar energy where Jupiter, okay. the, pla- the planet of expansion, one of the biggest gas planets, was in the same exact sign as Saturn. Saturn is a very slow-moving planet in our solar system. It's a planet of restriction. And it was conjunct in Capricorn in 1961 to 64, 5, right? So in order to see what's going on and how we will project, how we will move forward, you got to see where we were. Got Same it. exact thing happened in 1991-1992. Now, if we quickly move back and look what happened in 60-61, prior to that, there was the World War ended. There was a lot of growth, a lot of movement, a lot of immigration, a lot of um, optimism and ambition, and it just grows, growth, 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 right? Yeah. And then in 60-61, if we, if, I don't know if you remember... But that was actually when my dad was being born. That's why I okay. kind of remember. And I looked also back. Berlin Wall was rest- constructed, dividing oh, the two nations, right. restricting, yes. restricting the movement between the nations. Got it. African countries were recognized. Okay. Further isolating, putting boundaries. So there's less movement. Right. Mm-hmm. Then at that particular time, for example, what was happening domestically? U.S. invaded Cuba in hopes yep. of preventing Cuba invading us. So protecting our own borders. Right. right. Then. So the focus was on slowing down, on tra- traditionalizing, on focusing what is going on with your in your own backyard. So after the growth, optimism. Etc. Now it's time to slow down. Okay. Time to really think about what you're doing to your land. Right? Absolutely. Now land is where you live. How do you take care of your land? We've been pumping oil nonstop, and that's why you're obviously seeing the global warming, etc. All of those ecological disasters we're going through. So very similar energies were happening in 60s, early, in early 90s. And that in 60s, for example, U.S. also introduced AT&T, mobiles. Now we can call anytime. So using the tools of Aquarius. So you see, there are always, when, you, when you're interpreting, you got to combine Western and Eastern. Yes. yes. And Capricorn and uh, Aquarius. So then in 1991, what happened? Same exact energy biggest Soviet Union collapsed yes. into 12 small countries, right? At that particular time, Cold War was finished. Countries, U.S. and the U.S., both signed a treaty to remove the ato- uh, atomic bombs yes. that can destroy this planet in a matter of a second, right? Mm-hmm. Also, there was a lot more focus in 1991 into infrastructure, building internal infrastructure, building roads, right? Helping their own worker, workers, agricultural developments, uh, again, going to space, etc. So very same energy happening right now. Got it. it. It's happened in the pivotal moment was when we needed to really slow down end of 2019 and then beginning of 2020 where five planets at one point, they were all in Capricorn, 
Yep, I remember and, that. <laughs> yeah. And that means, it, we, first of all, it's very rare. It happens in, in hundreds of years. So we are lucky to experience that in our life. That basically means slow down. Think yes. what you're doing. Why are you doing it? You cannot constantly grow, grow, grow. You have to slow down. You have to care about your own well-being, about your land. So that's what we're going to continue seeing even moving forward. Working from home with the help of internet. A lot more data is going to be internet. That's why all of these upcoming new technologies, such as blockchain or distributed ledger technology, because we need to store that data not in one centralized database, but spread it out so we can avoid attacks. Now, we no longer need to travel to sign a treaty. Everything is happening on Zoom. So more focus is going to be at home. So for instance, the energy for until 2023, even moving forward, thinking what you're doing and how it is related to internet. Yes. Whatever traditional jobs you've been doing, You need to requalify yourself, establish yourself online even more. So all of these platforms, website building platforms, their stock prices are going to increase for the next upcoming years. That's true. You know, anything related to comfort, to home, creating smart homes, building your own, I I don't know, I just purchased, uh, for example, a standing desk from a new startup. Right. So anything related to that. And also next year, there's going to be more, more emphasis on finding self. Yes. So a lot, a lot of people going to be also leaving certain relationships even more. Yep. And trying to find themselves. That's why people like us, for instance, we're we're slightly ahead of the curve because a lot of people they're going to have this emotional turmoil, so the psychological issues to speak with. That's why we need to develop compassion. We got to listen. We got to help and relate with those people, right? Because they, they, they will try to identify how to move forward. Imagine someone oh, working so at the factory for 20, 30 years. What do you do after the factory shut down? You don't, and you had two years in your life to rethink your life. You don't, and you realize that has to be a balance. You cannot go back to where you were. So that's why we're seeing right now massive, massive exodus. A lot of people leaving their jobs. Yes, so thinking about how to requalify. Yes, and another thing is, so it's more traditional. Going back to basics, building your own homes, more sustainable, closer to land, more focus on humane race products. Yes, good, good products, right? Putting something into your body. How you using the land properly? Because land gives you things. You can't abuse it because you, if you are mass producing that meat. That is energy, negative energy you're putting into yourself. That, that's exactly. antibiotics. That's why we are so prone to all of these diseases. Think about how our cows are treated. Yeah, and we're, right? and we're eating that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're being more mindful of how we're living our lives, except not on mm-hmm. autopilot. And this alone time that you're talking about at home too, which we've mm-hmm. all been experiencing, is that why do you think there's been a more of an awakening the last year or so? Because we had 
we have had more quiet mm-hmm. time to go inwards, mm-hmm. to really, really evaluate what we're doing moving forward with mm-hmm. our lives. Absolutely. Think about it. When you're on a train and the train is going so fast, you're seeing quickly the road. You don't have time to stop and think, right? That's the thing. Our mind was constantly racing, racing, racing next day and next yes. day, working, going, doing everything robotically. And then when everything stops, halts, you're in a complete state of shock. What's next? That's why extroverts, a lot of extroverts that they were reaching out to me, they having so much trouble to adjust, adjusting. Now things are slowly going back to normal, more or less, yeah. you know, gradually. But those are the people who never been comfortable being alone or you got to be balanced. Yes, the balance. Being okay being alone. Exactly. And being an extrovert. So that's when time stopped. When there is peace and quiet, you start listening to your mind. There yes. are less distractions. Absolutely. So you start realizing what's the whole point. What's the whole point of you going to work and doing the job, the repetitive job that you that doesn't satisfy you, that doesn't give you joy, that you're not, and you're not happy. And what is happiness? Happiness is when you're sharing your resource. And what is your resource? Everybody's resource is different. For example, mine, sharing my time, sharing my ability to read the charts and helping others to navigate. What is your resource? When you're sharing it with others unconditionally, without any expectations, that is ultimate happiness. That is very powerful stuff. And doing that unconditionally and finding your truth, which, you know, Vedic astrology really helps you with that, especially as we navigate towards these extremely changing times of Mm -hmm. working more online, working at home, having a home environment, being conscious of what we're putting in our bodies, but, Mm -hmm. you know, being conscious of the land. And, you know, just for time's sake, I have a question because you brought up balance and this made me think of something. Mm -hmm. And before we wrap up our the podcast for today, what I love so mm-hmm. much about your story is you've had this time to live in the Eastern world and you've had time working in the Western world. This materialism and spirituality, you're finding a way to bring it all together because that's what life is about. It's finding the balance mm-hmm. with everything we do through mm-hmm. the light and the dark, through the yin and the yang, through the masculine and the feminine. Did you find that your, ex- your experience in the Eastern world really shaped you in the, that when you did step into this Western world, like, did you find the spirituality when you lived in the Eastern world? Was it more comfortable for you? Did you find it was extremely different when you lived in the Western world? Like, just how was that transition living in a completely different country than to go to New York, which is the rat race? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned prior going to, uh, to Thailand, I lived in New York. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes I lived in New York in that yes. rat race. Yes, exactly. So I unplugged myself thinking that the answer is the location. Location is external. It, uh, what wow. was off is internal. Yes. Once you're in peace internally, you can find and create home anywhere else. The wow. externalities is different. That's where the, the answer came in. I can be happy and in peace once I know what is my light. Yes. Once my cup is full, I fulfilled that cup in the Eastern world, but I came over here and I'm sharing it over here with the Western world. I think that's what the Western world is lacking and needs to wake up, to be in line. It's not only about consumption, consumption, which is a very, very momentarily satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It's not true happiness. There's something beyond and your soul is finally awakening. So you need to 
seek the answers. And the answers will come in if you're really seeking the right answers. That's when being focused, being in time, in yes. flow, observing time, and really putting a distance in, in your mind, in your thoughts, right, yeah. helps. So everything that I've established in the Eastern world, I am applying on a, on a daily basis. Right. For example, meditation. Just like I train my body, this physical material asset where my soul is, I train my mind as well. Because yeah. mind has a very powerful one thing you can be happy, another thing you can be sad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, hopefully that's that exactly kind of the question. One hundred. Oh my gosh, one hundred percent. And what was so powerful about what you said was, we can go anywhere. We can be in a place that's super noisy, and when we have that tranquility and peace within, we create mm-hmm. an environment that's peaceful. Or mm-hmm. you can be in an exotic place like. When I, you know, I used to live in mm-hmm. Bali, but if your inner world is not calm, mm-hmm. you're still not going to be happy just because you're in this exotic location. So that's Absolutely. why it's so important to do the meditation, the inner work, and really seems like you take all of your Eastern teachings and now you do live in New York and you have your space, yeah. you have the serenity, yeah. which I love so much about the balance. It's really incredible. Exactly. Thank you so much, Natalie. Of course. Yes. So before we wrap it up, any advice for people who are interested in really learning more about Vedic astrology or how to read charts? What's your advice to someone? First and foremost, take it seriously. Yeah. This is just, take it seriously. And it depends what, what's your why. Why you want this. You want to just learn about yourself or you want to eventually use it as a tool to help others. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn about yourself, my recommendation to reach out to someone credible, reputable, someone who is doing it because it's their inner passion and, and resonates with them so they can do the chart reading for you in a yes. um, neutral manner, right? That, and then kind of guide you how you can continue learning a little bit more. Now, if you want to do this as a professional ultimately becoming an astrologer, I have to warn you that there is a moral implication involved. It it is a responsibility. And just like you go study to become a surgeon and doctor, it takes time, it takes dedication, it takes a lot of effort. Same applies to astrology. Astrology is so complex. There are so many elements when you're diving deep and you're constantly learning, 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 learning. You're constantly uh, absorbing so much information and you're relaying it, you're teaching. There's, there's theory, there's practice, right? And that takes a lot of time, at least five years until you start being really comfortable in your own skin and start really giving advice. But also you got to answer why you're doing it. Do you purely want to help? people or do you want to monetize totally that's the importance i'm so happy that you invited me to your channel the time is now you know and it's up to you to make the right decision what you're going to do with the now that you've got and if you want to pursue astrology more on a professional level i strongly advise not to confuse yourself with a lot of information that is out there you need to find your teacher you need to find a proper school to do it in a more structured, systemic way. And otherwise, you're going to waste time. Okay. You know? And that finding the right teacher happens through 
trial and error or error and trial. Yeah. I always confuse the place. Oh, trial and error. You, no, that's right. You, know, you firstly, you first, you, you resonate with one teacher, then something is off. For me, it took time to find my guru. Got and it. I'm finally happy that I found the right teacher who is just so relatable, so, so concise, so proper. Anyways, that's, that's, I think, a very important advice that everybody needs to listen to when, if they so want to take this very professionally. No, that's so important. Really find a teacher that you resonate with, who feels really good, and your soul will know. You know, it's like when mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you're like, I have that feeling. Oh, yeah. But one mm-hmm. of the most important questions to wrap it all up, as a result, <laughs> where, where can somebody find you if they would like to book a reading with you? On, by my email address. Perfect. What's your, and what is your email address? Can you share it? Oh with my God. <laughs> I will share it with you. Maybe you can post it, but it's basically okay, a, my first it. initial and big at gmail.com. I'll share it in the show notes. So that way, if anybody is listening and they would like to book a reading with you just to learn more about the astrology, really look into their charts. I'll make sure mm-hmm. to include that in the show notes. And right. with that being said, I just cannot thank you enough for this was, this was amazing. This was informative. I learned so much. I'm so thankful to have met you and I know I'm going to be calling you soon to do another part <laughs> readings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, my goodness. I likewise, Natalie, and you don't even realize what you're doing. This is your light. You're sharing your light in, in this platform and what a beautiful name. The now with Nat, I was just talking to my husband and talking and telling him that I'm about to be a part of this beautiful platform and sharing my story with someone who is equally as beautiful and sharing their love and light. So I wish prosperity and I wish only joy and happiness and continue sharing your light with others, continue raising awareness. And if one person listens to your podcast and decides to do something, that's already success that's already a pinnacle of whatever we're trying to do here thank you so much Samuel. it means so much thank you and thank you again (laughs) take care thank you so much for taking the time to tune into today's episode please make sure to visit thenowwithnat.com for more information on how you can step into your own power and ignite the transformation from within. Here you can also download a free 10-minute guided meditation. Have an amazing rest of your day, and until next time, namaste.